More and more people are moving to cities, and that's going to affect almost every industry. We are very cautious and very aware to make a conscious effort to work with the ecosystem. What can the average person do to take action now? Not one person can change the world, but if we all do a little something different, it might help. Being open to embracing innovation. Know that you can make a difference. A absolutely. There's no excuse not to even do a little bit. Let's go check it out. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Going Green. Very excited to talk to our guest today, Caroline Benza. She is the founder and CEO of Mission Control Communications, doing really amazing things, um, both in the communications world and the tech space. I'm excited to kind of talk about how those combine and what she's working on now. So Caroline, thanks for joining us today from San Francisco. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks. To, good, to, good to be here virtually, I guess. It'd be nice to be in person, but you know. Yeah, hopefully soon. San Francisco, San Diego, not too far away. We'll, uh, right. we'll we got, the, got the Cali thing going, right? Yeah. yeah, so let's dive right into it. Like, how did you get into the communications world and where did that um, passion for tech come in as well? Yeah, my background actually, uh, I have a master's and I uh, spent many years teaching at the college level. Um, and so I... I think when I moved to California, I've always had an interest in science and it, I, I saw the opportunity to blend the two. And so that really led me with my writing background and my teaching background into communications. And I was lucky enough to arrive in San Francisco at the height of the dot-com craze, which was kind of mind blowing. Um, but the exposure to all the science and technology innovation that was happening here at the time, and that was in the late 90s, uh, was pretty incredible. Um, and then, of course, I was here for the crash, which was an education. And, and the group that I was with, um, we transitioned just like many companies are doing now. And we really followed our, our deep interests, which was uh, just hardcore science and technology. And, and so even though I, you know, am not someone that has a degree in science or engineering degree, uh, the exposure to these CEOs and scientists is an education in and of itself. Um, and that's, that's what kept me going. I've been in San Francisco, you know, for over 20 years because I, I really believe in the spirit and the energy that's here. Um, and so that, that combination of communications and science and innovation is really um, kind of taking me through two decades of clean, what I guess you know, most people would call clean tech. Um, and so it's been a pretty amazing, I feel lucky to be on this journey. That's yeah. amazing. And where did you move from before San Francisco? I am originally from Texas. Uh, yeah, so that's where I, I started teaching there and I moved to um, LA. Love LA, <laughs> and um, but then moved up to San Francisco, and that's when I made the transition. Yeah. Well, that's super cool because it's always amazing when you get to kind of be in an area where like bigger things are happening than yourself, and then you're really kind of you hit a chord with me because that's kind of what Going Green has been all about in terms of just speaking with highly successful CEOs and scientists, and you know asking them what can the average person do to make a difference? Um, and clean tech is obviously huge in the way that, you know, it's, it's affecting so many people's lives um, and combining the communication side. So I guess 
communications is like a very broad subject, right? Like what does the term communications mean to you? Uh, well, that's a good question. I mean, I'm a writer. I consider myself a writer at least. And so for me, communications is often, you know, we're, we're contacting journalists on behalf of our clients in many cases, really planting the seed of the stories that you see today in The Economist, in, you know, Financial Times, around the world. That's one of the real pleasures of this job is being able to be a part just even if a small part of these bigger global conversations that are moving the world forward. So that's, that's one part of it. And a lot of that is written. Um, but a lot of it is also, you know, more and more, well, certainly now, um, people are craving contact. So I've had more, you know, more of these kind of Zoom meetings and things like that just in the last six months that I probably have, you know, in the last 10 years, uh, which is also a pretty interesting trend. Um, so it's it's really the in the written aspect. I mean, I have a great respect for the written word. I think it's extremely powerful. Um, and so a lot of what we do is trying to really translate what these innovations are in a way that the media can then translate it to other audiences in a, in a meaningful way, so that people really understand. I mean, when you say the word clean tech or something like that. People aren't, you know, your general public isn't necessarily going to know what that means. But when you say, you know, solar energy or uh, energy efficiency or electric cars, you know, the, those are those are the end products of, of this industry that I think we're all pretty proud to see come to, you know, kind of evolution um, over the last 20 years. So. Yeah. It's true. I mean, if you think about communications in terms of even just the written word, it's been around for thousands of years. It's a tool to basically share information. Um, and we're, you know, you were in the dot-com boom. And what I'm fascinated by is just the, the ability for using technology to essentially influence and educate people. Um, you know, obviously that can be used for good. It can be used for bad. Um, and we can kind of see both ends of the spectrum with what's happening today. But I mean, on the good side of things, you're in San Francisco, I'm in San Diego, we're talking about, you know, technology that's going to make the world a better place. Um, so that's why I've always been really fascinated by it. And what I think is there's kind of been this parallel between the media industry and the clean tech industry where they can get disrupted very quickly. Like huge companies and CEOs can emerge, um, I don't want to say overnight, but, you know, over a couple of years and build these billion dollar companies, have massive influence on every single person. Um, so that's why it's really exciting. And especially now where I think um, sort of clean tech and green energy is really becoming more of a mainstream thing, seeing how to utilize communications, PR, um, taking really highly educated scientists and sort of taking their information and creating a story so that the average person, you know, wants to read an article about it and then apply that to their life. Um, how have you kind of combined those two for your business, for your career? And where are you kind of seeing that, like, have an effect on the average person? Well, for so long, what we were doing was so technical, so scientific, so nerdy and wonky that you know really honestly many of my friends and family didn't really understand what it was that we were doing 
um, which is okay. I, I, I mean, my, our job, and you'll relate to this, I like to be behind the scenes. I mean, I'm not usually the person that's, you know, doing an interview like this. <laughs> it's my clients and it's my job, you know, and, and this is where I think the teaching background, you know, my history of teaching is I really like that education part. And no matter how you slice what we do and whatever medium we use to do it, be it, you know, emails or websites or, you know, videos like this, uh, it's still an education. And so, you know, for most of our clients, it's an education for investors, uh, you know, helping them understand, you know, what the cost of this would be, what the benefits are, you know, that's really, uh, you know, that's one of the best things about this job is, you know, we really only work with startups. That's, uh, and I love that because there's, there's an energy that comes with working with a young company where you can really have an impact on top of the, you know, kind of planet first impact that we're already having that's inherent in this job. Um, that's pretty, pretty amazing. So, uh, you know, I, I, I see that all of the communications channels, you know, are now the intersection. We're sort of sitting at the hub where we can help the scientists and the engineers and, you know, the CEOs communicate that message out into a world that is, you know, increasingly more uh, knowledgeable about what these early technologies were like solar energy, which has been around, you know, for, you know, the 50s, it originated in space, but really only in the last couple of decades has really gotten attention on Earth. Um, but now you're seeing this awareness uh, in the public that is now driving demand for more. And that's what we want, right? And so, and that was our hope is that if you do these things and you grow these things and you build these things, um, people may not really fully be able to see the long view, uh, but we can and we believe in it. So we're gonna keep going. And now here we are two decades later and it's happening. And unfortunately, climate change is also <laughs> speeding up. So, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, I feel lucky that people are more aware and they really honestly are uh, calling their senators, you know, demanding, demanding more clean energy in their state. They are buying, using their dollars to buy things that are more uh, nutritious, you know, eliminating petroleum from products that we're like eating and putting on our face. It's, you know, kind of, you know, it's, uh, we're, we are beyond the tipping point now where things, so many things are happening um, at a very fast pace. It's, it's pretty exhilarating. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think you, you touched on something really important there. And you've been in um, this sort of space a little bit longer than I have. But from my experience, it seems almost as if all these extremely smart, hardworking scientists have been kind of building and working on these things for a very long time without getting, you know, that much press or exposure. And it's because that's their job isn't to get PR and press and exposure. Their job is to create the technology that's going to be implemented around the world. Then on the other side, there's the consumer and the average person who's really starting to take, you know, a notice of all these things that are happening um, and want to, like you said, use their money use their dollars and put it towards something, you know, if they're going to buy a car and they can afford to buy an electric car, why not do that? And then there's, we're kind of getting to this point where it's sort of 
crossing over. And that's what you mentioned too, is people want to hear news of, you know, scientists, of CEOs, of companies doing these cool things. And then they also want to support it too. Right. Uh, uh, and one thing you kind of mentioned and that sort of like sparked my, my, um, my memory is I kind of want to ask, like, have you ever seen any sort of success stories? And I'll start with a couple too of where um, I've seen really like techie companies sort of go viral. And through that, you know, they've been able to get more investors, um, whether it's through like a Kickstarter campaign or just getting that press gets more eyeballs on them that maybe you know they wouldn't have gotten 10 years ago and when you get those eyeballs on you it allows for more people to you know invest or or support them in any way i can or they can um one example is a company called aptera this new electric vehicle company it was started by these scientists and uh, it just sort of went viral and all of a sudden they um they're getting subscribers to their website that you know most companies would dream of getting like that they yeah. pay a ton of money for um, and that led to, you know, huge rounds of investments. Another one is a, a watch company that I love. I'm actually wearing them right now. Um, they created watches made out of recycled plastic from the ocean and their story sort of went viral and they got a ton of, um, ton of interest in their Kickstarter and it just like crushed it. So people hear those stories and want to get involved. So do you have any kind of examples of that from your experience? Oh my God, so many, um, which is great. You know, I mean, I honestly, I spent the first probably 15 years of my career uh, promoting solar. And uh, so when I left the company that I was at, um, at the time, I felt like solar, we've done our part, it's moving, it's happening. And so when I started this company, honestly, I started this company to start working with the space startups that I saw that I you know, imagined were gonna be bubbling up around SpaceX. Um, at the time, SpaceX just got a lot of support from um, the government to move forward. So, but really the trend that we got pulled into right away was electrification. And so, you know, battery storage technology started back when solar did, but it is, uh, you know, it's a very competitive field. Everyone guards their chemistries quite closely. <laughs> and it's very hard to, to store energy. I mean, if it were easy, we would have done it a long time ago, right? I mean, we do have little batteries, but to have a, a battery that can scale, that can power uh, cars, and, you know, I think you're asking for some specific examples. So in the, in the last you know, seven or eight years that I've been working, we, uh, we have Proterra, which is an electric bus, um, that they are now making electric school buses. We've had, we've represented Wright Speed, which was doing electric garbage trucks. So, you know, when those garbage trucks come down your street about five in the morning and they're so loud and they're idling diesel outside your house, uh, you know, like electrification not only gets rid of the emissions, but the sound. So it's, you know, it's an interesting kind of like double score there. Um, we've worked with electric motorcycles, electric scooters, uh, electric cars. Um, one of my favorite current clients uh, is our electric airplane client, Aviation, uh, which debuted last year at the Paris Air Show. It's pretty incredible. And so now I think you, you hear everyone now with COVID 
now that flights have been grounded, you know, one of the first things that I heard almost around the world from all my clients and all my friends was the skies are so clear and beautiful. And that's what we could have always. So, I mean, that, you know, what we do, our job is to really be looking forward into new markets. I mean, that's really my passion is, um, let's let's solve these issues but let's also be thinking about the issues that are the next set of problems and that's where our group is really focused now so we've spent the last eight years in the electrification of all the ground transportation so cars buses scooters motorcycles things like that um, and now we're moving into aviation and aerospace so that's um, amazing seriously that's so cool we um we just wrote like a really extensive article on going green, kind of identifying what sort of the biggest issue is and then what can, you know, we do to solve that. And um, electric transportation is kind of where it all came down to. So to hear that you have clients who are working with, you know, everything from scooters to buses to cars. And then I love like the forward thinking, okay, what's next? Hearing the term electric planes just like gets me excited and, and um, another thing you mentioned too was like the the battery and storage side of things, which is probably honestly like the one of the least sexy sort of parts of all of this, but it's also probably one of the most important things. Um, like I'm sure you tuned in or you know at least caught the the basics of Tesla's battery day last week, which if you're watching or listening, um, this yeah. was uh, late September, and you know. I follow Tesla pretty closely. I have, you know, stock in their company and it kind of dipped down and it didn't get as much interest, you know, as people were hoping. But like, I think to the people who know what they talked about, I was excited. I was like, man, this is some seriously amazing stuff. So it's cool to, um, I love seeing like hearing people like you and your story of just thinking so far ahead that the average person like still has to kind of get caught up, but you're using communications and PR and writing, you know, um, articles or working with these huge uh, publications to basically educate those people so that they are caught up. And then I'm sure by the time when e-planes are a thing, you're going to be already on to the next one. So it's cool to um, just hear sort of your your big picture vision as well. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be under Earth in the oceans and then we're gonna be in space. I mean, that's kind of, those are the two areas that I'm really focused on right now. Um, in addition to everything that we're doing, you know, on the ground. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, well, first off, I wanna thank you for being here. Um, I could talk about this all day. I wanna be mindful of your time, uh, but I do like to end every episode with asking the question, you know, what is like one piece of advice or an action item that you can give to just the average person to start making a little bit of a difference um, when it comes to just being more sustainable or supporting clean tech companies around us? Uh, well, I'm a reader. So I would first just encourage everyone to just spend a few minutes every day kind of reading about something that you find interesting with regards to sustainability. So, you know, there are, um, you know, I have friends that are super into beauty and fashion and things like that. And there's some pretty incredible movements going on there and upcycled fashion and, you know, eliminating petroleum from beauty. And, but then, you know, where my heart lays is like, you know, the 
you know, space, what's happening in space. And it's really gratifying to see. So, if, you know, if, if someone out there is interested in space or science, you know, sustain, the sustainability lessons that, that, and blueprints that we've created over the last few years are just inherently being um, taken into space. Elon, his rockets are reusable. I mean, that's incredible. It's an incredible achievement. So I, I feel like for me, I, there's always something every day that someone can be doing from the most basic of composting or being mindful of waste and you know, kind of your footprint to really getting interested in some of these other, um, these other innovations that are happening and just talking about it. You know, I mean, the written word is very powerful, but so is the spoken word. So I, I really appreciate you having me on the show, Dylan. It's, it's great to be chatting with a fellow enthusiast uh, in this area because it's, I, I think there's so many incredible things happening. So yeah, there really is. And honestly, there's a lot of, um, a lot of kind of just fluff and, you know, there's a lot to sift through for, you know, this information. That's really how going green got started was I had no background in clean tech or sustainability at all, but I wanted to make a difference. And I tried Googling, you know, what can I do or what little changes and Google came up with like 500 million hits and I kind of got overwhelmed. Um, and, and I'm a big reader too. So do you have any tips or any books or any websites or any resources that you'd recommend um, people check out? Uh, well, I'm a huge science fiction nerd. Um, so I would, I would recommend someone, a writer that actually is in California, um, Ken Stanley Robinson. He's written some pretty incredible uh, books on what is going to happen to Earth with the whole climate climate change. Um, and while I think some of that stuff can be dystopian uh, for some people, uh, the resilience of the human spirit is in everything that he writes. And, and that I think is really encouraging. Um, I mean, I, like I said, I'm a reader. I, I basically get paid to read. <laughs> it's like the best job ever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, start with your daily newspapers, you know, re read what's happening. Unfortunately, here in San Francisco today, we're on like another wave of wildfires. Um, but we have a client that, you know, allows you, it's basically a, a battery that has solar panel combined. And so for the folks up in Napa in the wine country, that their power is getting shut off just as they're trying to protect their homes and you know have access to water and electricity. These these batteries can help you go off grid and you know protect your home. So there's some pretty you know every day it's happening around you. I would just encourage people to just be aware and and seek it out you know wherever wherever they're interested because whether it's Vogue or it's Financial Times or it's even Fox News, I mean it's everywhere now um, and it's really gratifying to see that. Yeah, and and being sustainable, I mean it's a pretty broad term. Like whatever your interests are, there's companies, there's organizations, there's people within that space who are working towards making that more, you know, more sustainable. So honestly, what you said is probably the, the key thing is just, you know, seek out helpful information and educate yourself and be aware of your surroundings and be aware of your actions. Um, Caroline, thank you so much. Mission Control Communications. I love the name too. Um, we really actually want to kind of start focusing more on like space technology. So 
we'll have to talk um, a little bit deeper or a little bit longer in the future and, uh, and have you on Going Green again. But thank you again for coming on. Really appreciate it. I love it. that. Thanks so much, Dylan. Okay. Yeah, thank you. And uh, to everyone who tuned into this episode, as always, thank you so much. Our goal is to talk to business leaders, uh, entrepreneurs, scientists, and just get really cool information from them and uh, apply it to your life. So as always, we appreciate you tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode of Going Green. 